I'm Addie Lowen. Here's your Steinbeck Online Daily News for Wednesday, April 28th. Coming up, we'll tell you about a local man who recently discovered and entered a nuclear fallout reporting post from the 1960s, right here in southeastern Manitoba. Plus your COVID-19 case count numbers, and yes, Steinbeck's vaccine super site is getting ready to open. These stories and more are coming up in moments. Let's begin with this. A warrant has been issued for the arrest of a woman from Kleefeld. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. In January of this year, Nicole Rempel was charged for crimes that occurred during her years with the Kleefeld Recreation Association. Charges included fraud over $5,000 as well as using a forged document. She was served a summons to appear in St. Pierre Provincial Court on March 23rd. According to court documents, Rempel did not appear. A second court date was set for Tuesday of this week. Court documents again show that Rempel did not appear. According to St. Pierre RCMP, for failing to attend court this week, an endorsed warrant was issued for her arrest. Meanwhile, in fall of last year, a judgment of more than $235,000 came down against Rempel, her husband Chris, and their company Guardian Property Services in the lawsuit involving the Kleefeld Recreation Association versus Nicole Rempel. I'm Shannon Duick. And the arm of Richard has announced changes to its garbage collection service. Mayor Chris Ewan says GFL Environmental has been awarded their garbage and recycling contract. Also, urban centers will now be using 65-gallon totes. Before, you know, everyone was putting their garbage out in the front, and it could have been anything, including the kitchen sink, you name it, they were putting it out front. Now the service provider uh, has a bin system which we, uh, we appreciate, and people can put X amount into the bin. And then we're also looking at other programs for spring and fall cleanup for grass clipping programs. Council is also looking at a grass clipping pickup program for urban areas that would run bi-weekly from mid-April to late October. Council has now given first reading to a special services bylaw that would actually see rates drop by approximately $20 per residence in the next year. And as we near the end of April, a health professional is encouraging us to be mindful that it is tick season. Sarah Lesperance is a medical officer of health for Manitoba Health. She says black-legged ticks are the ones to watch out for as they are capable of carrying diseases such as Lyme disease. But Lesperance says if you spot a tick on your body, do not panic. It does take ticks a a matter of time to actually attach themselves fully to our skin. Um, And so when we're removing them, we just want to be really gentle um, in pulling them off of our skin. Ticks don't burrow under the skin. Only thing that will be attached to your skin is a small bit of the tick's mouthpiece. Black-legged ticks survive best in locations that provide them with moist, shaded habitat, such as a wooded or forested area. Manitobans are encouraged to take precautions to minimize the risk of tick exposure by applying an appropriate tick repellent, keeping grass and shrubs around their home cut short, staying to the center of walking trails, wearing long pants and shirts, and inspecting themselves after spending time outdoors. And there are a lot of things we can't do amid new public health orders in Manitoba. However, some people have chosen to focus on what they can do. Aside from going for walks and enjoying the outdoors, Lana Penner says she and her husband have been watching movies and TV shows with friends and family since the beginning of the pandemic. She notes some streaming services have a watch party function, but you can also use screen sharing or simply hit play at the same time. Figure out what works best for your group, whether it's texting through the whole thing or if you're not comfortable with that if that kind of takes you out of the experience do a little video chat beforehand and afterward 
Yeah, and then just mix some hangout time in with watching something. Penner says you could even have a video chat open to see your friends and family's reaction. For some people, that works great, and then you get to see when it all of a sudden your friends are a second ahead or behind and they're laughing and you're like, oh no, it's coming. Penner says activities like this have helped keep a level of normal in an otherwise abnormal world. And now to today's COVID-19 case count numbers as public health officials have confirmed there are 189 new cases of the virus in our province. Of those, 16 are in Southern Health, including one in Steinbeck. As well, another three Manitobans with COVID-19 have died. Today's death toll includes a woman in her hundreds from Southern health linked to the B117 variant of concern. And a date has been announced for the opening of Steinbeck's vaccine super site. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. According to the province, the new super site in Steinbeck will open in the former Legion Hall on Lumber Avenue on Tuesday, May 18th. Meanwhile, Dr. Joss Reimer with the province's Vaccine Implementation Task Force announced on Wednesday additional priority communities for those wanting the COVID-19 vaccine. Today, I am pleased to announce that eligibility continues to expand for the vaccine. Community-based eligibility for people who live or work in specific jobs aged 18 or older is expanding. Beginning today, people who are 18 or older who live in Point Douglas North, Downtown West in Winnipeg, as well as Brandon Downtown are eligible. People in Manitoba can now access interpreter services in over 100 languages when they're booking their COVID-19 vaccine appointment by phone. Meanwhile, eligibility to be immunized at a super site or pop-up clinic includes individuals age 50 and older and First Nation people age 30 and older. To date, 34% of Manitoba adults have been vaccinated. I'm Shannon Duick. And finally, a local man recently discovered and entered a nuclear fallout reporting post from the 1960s in the Moose Lake area here in southeastern Manitoba. Shane Teeson is a self-described explorer, wanderer, and adventurous soul and spends a good part of his free time exploring and hiking local areas. His most recent experience took place near Moose Lake. He was searching for a nuclear fallout reporting post referred to as KE-4 which he had discovered on the Manitoba Historical Society website. Upon locating the shelter, Thiessen was quite surprised to find it open and unlocked. I open the door and I start crawling down and the place, it really smelled like a skunk was in there. So I thought for sure I was going to encounter something, but it was empty and all the equipment I, they would have had in there was obviously taken out. So there's empty shelves, the empty bed, but it was cool to be able to crawl into this and to look at it and see something from history. According to Thiessen, close to 100 of these shelters were built throughout the province in the late 1950s and early 1960s. None were ever used, and most of them have now been dug up or filled with concrete. For details on these stories and more, including photos, videos, and interviews, go to StandbackOnline.com. I'm Addie Lowen.